Hey, everybody, it's your pal Hal. The holidays are here. And don't think that Mark and I don't have a gift for you. Please enjoy this edited recording of the We Got This Winter Spectacular, recorded December 10th, 2020, with our pal Padgett Brewster. We've edited out the music performances and are bringing you just the cold, hard holiday decisions that you crave. So please enjoy. Please have a happy and safe holiday, no matter what you celebrate. We'll be back next week with more winter hijinks from We Got This with Mark and Hal. Enjoy. Hey, y'all. I'm Carter Parton Rogers. Welcome to the We Got This public domain winter spectacular with Mark and Hal. Welcome to the show. We're so glad you're here. Welcome to the show. We're so glad you're here. We're gonna have some fun. This is what we know. Bells on bobtail ring, making spirits bright. Oh, what fun it is to ride and sing a sleigh song tonight. Oh, tinkle bells. Oh, everybody now sing along. Jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. Oh, what fun it is to ride in a one-horse open sleigh. Hey! Jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. Oh, what fun it is to ride in a one-horse open sleigh. Yay! That was jingle bells. Welcome to the show, and now for an extra special surprise that y'all did not see coming. I'm going to be singing their podcast theme song that was written by and is usually performed by Mr. Mike Furman. All right, here we go. Get ready, y'all. Podcast should have a theme song. Podcast should not have a theme song. Yes, they should. No, they shouldn't. They sound great. Yeah, but people are just going to skip past it. Hmm. You know what? You're right! Ouch. We got this. Yay! I'm amazing and so is this show. Y'all, please put your hands together and welcome Mark and Hal. Hi, everybody. Oh, Carter Parton Rogers. Wow. Al, she's, she's, she's really, she's spectacular. She's gotten, she's getting so much better. She really, you can tell she's it's been so putting the better. work in. Yeah. And it's, that's what it's, it's about. Off. Yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> oh, she, I love Carter Parton Rogers so much. There's no other way to open the show no. than to have. Carter Parton Rogers here. All of our live spectaculars have always had uh, the wonderful Carter Parton Rogers. She's a staple. Um, she is a staple. And you know what you're supposed to do during the holidays, Hal? First of all, mm. uh, happy holidays and happy first night of Hanukkah as it is now after uh, dusk. Um, I'm so happy that that uh, I still have the 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 shamush is still lit in the center. That's the there. one in the middle. That's the middle one, yeah. Is that the only one that's lit right now? And you you lit the other one. You we light the other, the other one. The show. The other one is almost gone. You can sort of see it a little bit right there. Oh, I see. Okay. See, just I mean, for the holidays. They're little candles, so they do they 
they diminish they very pretty fast. quickly. Yeah, they're right. gone like like a cartoon character smoking a cigarette. They're gone almost immediately. <laughs> they just or a cartoon gone. character leaving a smoke shape of them when they run out uh-huh. of the room. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, that's you're supposed to light the menorah and then run as fast as you can through a wall. <laughs> oh, so it's like the uh, with the the Fourth uh, of July, right? All holidays yeah. involve lighting something on fire and then running away from it. That's right. That's um, our grand tradition as humans. Well, our grand tradition as humans is also to spend the holidays with our nearest and dearest, and we hope you are doing the same, staying safely at home, enjoying our winter spectacular. We have brought a very dear friend of ours who we have worked with and known and loved for a very long time, who you know and love as a staple of the We Got This holiday season. She is the master of all debates, holiday-related, so we had to have her back for our Winter Spectacular live show. Ladies and gentlemen, Please say hello to Paget Brewster, and we will do the same. Hi, Paget! <laughs> Look at your fabulous flower. Ooh! I, I had to run ten feet. <laughs> you guys were so was- Christmassy, and I—I uh, I didn't have anything set up. I feel lame. No, you're not lame at all. It's Just please, it. please keep grabbing things throughout the show until you look like a Christmas tree by the end of it. I just yeah, want cool. balls and uh, and garlands and all kinds of things. You look lovely yeah, and I like. Can't. I guess this we is, have may some I say, musical interlude. We do. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I'll do, do what it. I can. Uh, this is like, Yeah. Ah, uh, yes, and Hanukkah. <laughs> yes, that's right. The first night is here. In fact, a lot I, of you know, cuss sounds. There are a lot of. It's a very close show. <laughs> A lot of cuss uh, sounds in this show. In fact, let's let's kick, let's just jump right in. Let's do it. I have one. We're settling. We're settling debates. This is the first yes. one. These are all submitted by our listeners. Thank you for giving us more than we could ever hope for uh, out of our Facebook group. Let's jump in with Stephanie Knuckles, who asks oh. for Hanukkah. Do you give the best present the first night or the last night? Now. Do either of you have some Hanukkah experience here? Uh, every year telling you happy Hanukkah when I see that it is Hanukkah. That's it. That's, that's the extent of my, uh, involvement as well. Although I have several friends, uh, who are Jewish. So I say it a lot to a lot of people. Sure. But, uh, the gifting, I didn't. Yeah. What did you do? What do you do, Hal? The, the concept is you get a gift every night. Mm-hmm. The way we did it, you can now you can give the the big present right away. You can really put it anywhere in the running order. You can earn it in the middle there. You can sort of build up to it and then have a mm-hmm. denouement. You can go big right away, <laughs> and then everything. Imagine, imagine you have eight <laughs> nights of presents, and the first one you get the thing you wanted the most, and mm-hmm. then the next seven nights are a series of socks. Okay, <laughs> wouldn't you be? So disappointed by that. Isn't it better to build up? If you're going to do a series of presents, you want to build to the big present, right? I mean, I think as a goy, I, uh, I assume as like, I, 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 as, as, that's what I mean. Like as a goy, I don't know. I've never experienced Hanukkah before, but as a human, the idea of everything building up to the final night being a thing, like the whole f- half the fun of Christmas is the anticipation. I assume that it's the same for Hanukkah, that the anticipation of that last night. Though I do love the idea of do it on like day five and then three days of accessories for it, for whatever it was. It's well, here's the thing. Hanukkah is a minor holiday in yeah. the, 
in, in the what? Jewish calendar. Oh. But because it's around the same time as Christmas, there's this thing of, well, it's got to – like, we don't want everybody to feel bad. We'll put the one dreidel sure. song in the school recital and and we'll put the – you know, we have to put the Happy Hanukkah and have the electric menorah out front. But it's not – they're normally they were all small gifts, but we we benefit the children now – the Jewish children around the world benefit from it being sort of uh, riding the jet stream or slipstream of uh, of Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I would put it. My guess is, aren't there some menorahs where the center candle is the highest? It is, yeah. Even uh, in this one back, well, back ah. here they're all even, but it should be. It generally I've is the taller them one. Yeah. Where I would do it on the highest. I would do the big present at the highest candle height. <laughs> high, well, you light that one every night. So that way you could get a big present every night. Oh, then like that the would be thinking. first. Oh. So that would be first. But yeah. then, if you're – Oh, you like the one your, in the middle first? Yeah, you use that one to light oh. the rest. So then you keep oh. – I mean you have to have a new one every yeah. time because they, they go up, you know, like flash paper. But It's different It's different with birthdays. You don't yeah. just now, have the you, one that you use to light up the others. Do you feel like every year you know what the best present is? Because aren't people, aren't you usually surprised by sometimes a little present is the thing that people love the most? Like, are you sure you know what the big present is for the I, person receiving know, it? I love that you said that. Maybe this says more about me than anything else. I've never thought that the small present was the best one. <laughs> <laughs> I love that notion though. Like the Christmas presents that I, I mean, yes, there's always like with, with Christmas, it was this way with us. Like there's one that's like, you know, when you're a kid, there's one present that's like the one. Yeah. And yeah. then yeah. there's a few other, but for me, sometimes it would just be like a book that I would just get super, super into. And I wouldn't remember necessarily even what the big present was that year, but I remember the year that I got that book about clowning. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I, I yeah, that's what happened to me. I remember most when my mom put a cassette tape of Adam and the Ants in my stocking. That was the best <laughs> present for years. Oh my god, <laughs> I love that. Yeah, it because, those are the ones that you remember. Yeah, did you feel like she knew, like she gets me because this was the gift that she left in the stocking? Is that what it was? Yeah, because I was, I mean, I was maybe fourteen or fifteen, and it was so cool that she knew what cool music was. And, right. but she was, she taught high school. So I'm sure she, her students, she just asked her students. But to me, it was like, oh, she gets me. <laughs> yeah. Hal, what's the best Christmas present you ever, Hanukkah present you ever got? You telling me that somebody gave you a book on clowning? <laughs> <laughs> it was a great book by Turk Pipkin. It's a great clowning book. Come on. Are you serious? Yeah, man. First you wear those gloves. Then you tell me you got a clowning book. Then you tell the me Kenzie it's by Turk Pipkin. Urchin, baby. Yeah. That's three nights of Hanukkah rolled into <laughs> 15 minutes. All right. So, what, so, but what night is it? We got to figure this out because we got a lot of topics to get to, guys. I think you build to the big gift. And hey, if there's yeah. a great small one along the way, then all the better. We might remember the smaller gifts, but I think the experience of gift opening is you want to work your way up to the big one. You sort of save it for last. That's, that's what I think. I'm going to um, go right in the middle. Oh, right in the <laughs> middle day. Middle, middle day. day. I don't know. I think I have to. Paget, I love you. I think I have to go with Hal on this one. I'm a fan of the buildup. I got to say that sure. I think it's going to be the final day. But I like the the idea of the middle day is great. That's okay. Listen, yeah. you guys win this one. <laughs> <laughs> the the balance of power will shift several times. Suddenly defiant <laughs> throughout the no, night. No, no, we'll no. we'll all be ganging up on one another at different I times. Of course you. 
Well, I, I mean, she said through pursed lips. No, no, no. Well, then it's the last night of Hanukkah asked and answered. Well done. Yeah. And that's our first topic. Um, oh my God. Magic, <laughs> yeah, you look spectacular. Oh my Something goodness. Else. There, it, it's like a, it's like a, a holiday miracle. It's like a Yeti. <laughs> Paget, you look spectacular. Are you ready for another topic? I'm ready. All right. Uh, Q Fortier, uh, who just had a birthday. Happy birthday, Q, uh, asks birthday. best bad behavior Christmas punishment, Cole or bag and birch rod. The second of those I had never heard of and it was horrifying it? to me. It's just, it's, it, how, how do you want to explain it? Yes. I, well, the look on your face, Paget, means that you've never heard the expression bag and birch rod, which I hadn't either. I, I assume mm-hmm. that it's related to the bell snickle, who is a guy in European mythology, dresses in, in heavy fur coats, walks around with a bag that has cookies and cakes and coins to give good children, and then a switch to beat the bad children. The idea being, I'm going to punish you, and then you have a chance to redeem yourself. But first, I'm going to hit you with a stick, child. I want you to know this. And it was me, this guy in a bunch of of heavy furs, so that I look like a beastly human. Ooh. (laughs) (laughs) This is fascinating. I I love it. Um, Can I answer already? Please, go ahead. Do you have one? Yeah, what do you think? Bag and stick. Bag and stick. Children are not uh, disciplined enough. <laughs> that you know. I, what? I don't need. To, I don't have to say anything more. Eddie. No, no, you don't. Especially in that fur coat. Bag and stick. Yeah. Children are just not Bag disciplined. Neatly enough. Enough. Not enough. <laughs> there it is. Please, thank you for bringing that in. That's um, coal. Coal is actually a, a viable art supply. Well, it, that's it the is. thing. It's an art supply and it's also, it keeps your house warm. Like my yeah. first thought would be, which would you rather have? Would you rather be beaten or warm? So my first thought goes to, well, I would choose coal, but I guess I'm thinking as the kid who I'm thinking my mindset is the mindset of a bad kid <laughs> that, uh, that as that opposed to the, the mindset who yeah. is tired of bad children. <laughs> that choice sounds like a big dog t-shirt. Beaten or warm, I'm in it for the long haul. <laughs> and then a dog on a motorcycle on the front of the back. You're eating that dog's oh. dust. Sorry. Merry Christmas to you. I think I, <laughs> I think you make a good point. Like it's disappointing to get a lump of coal. If yeah. I were a child, I'd be terrified and be the best child ever if I knew that a stranger and wearing pelts was going to come beat me with a stick. Yeah. Yeah, because I mean it, 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 it's way more incentivizing to be good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And plus the it's bag the has best. treats in it. It's the best in that it's the most effective, and that's asked and answered. We asked and answered. Agreement in that Bag or birch fight. rod. Yeah, look at that. All right. Now, All this right. one, I expect there to be oh. lines drawn here. I think you're both going to have oh, different answers. I'm, I'm interested to see. Anna Brecky asks, hot chocolate or mold cider? Cider. Cider. 100% cider. Really? There's I no, knew you would say no cider, Paget. Booze and hot chocolate. I mean, I guess you have to add it. <laughs> Yeah, no, mulled cider, there's... Is there always booze? Not always. Oh, have you been drinking mulled cider out of a crock pot for years now, not realizing that you were drinking alcohol? I never even (laughs) changed it. I just keep it there, lap it up like a dog. (laughs) I thought mulled cider had alcohol in it. Yeah, when I I make it, it always does. 
with mold cider, you take spices and you put it in the cider and then, then you have that and you can drink it. I think you can also add alcohol yeah. to it and many people do. Oh, but the mulling is the spicing, not the, the mulling spices. Yes. They're mulling yeah. spices. Oh. Yeah. You put them in a bag and like those little silk satchels, like you get at Crabtree and Evelyn and then you throw it in the pot <laughs> with the cider and you heat it up and, and it smells great. I'll make yeah. it. Yeah. I think I'm going to make it this weekend. Because I know how much Jennifer enjoys it. And I like the smell. It feels like autumn and it feels like the holidays. Yeah. But also, like, all right, if it's – which can have alcohol in it, I think malt cider is way better. But if if we took that out and we assumed – we assume you could spike either one, mm-hmm. which one would be – if all of other things are equal, would you rather have a malt cider or would you rather have a hot chocolate? Yeah. I'm still mold – I'm still team mold cider. No mold cider. Because uh, oh. not only do I enjoy the flavors of it, but the the flavors and the smell of it are so evocative of a certain time of year. It's so sure. specific to exactly this moment. Um, whereas hot chocolate can happen in January, February, March, anytime you're you know anytime you're yeah. a little chilly, sit down and have and some keep hot chocolate. going. April, May, June, July, yeah. August. September, sure, October, you can have hot November. chocolate any time of year. But to me, the most, <laughs> the, the mulled cider is only for Christmas time. So that smell, not only does that smell make me think of Christmas, that smell makes me think specifically of boozy mulled cider at a Christmas party. So that's sort of just like a fun, festive feeling. I gotta yeah. say, I'm, I'm shocked. I did not think I would be the lone hot chocolate person, but I yeah. accept that. I'm the only one. That's okay. I love chocolate. I'm just putting you it said out there. Before, Big chocolate. Hal, I love you. We were gonna be. We were yep. gonna be. Uh, yeah. We were gonna be teaming up on one Ooh, another this whole show. The tide has turned. Yeah. I know. Well, that's it. Asked and answered. It's mold cider. Mark, what's next? This one might take a minute. Corey Taylor asks: gifts wrapped or bagged? Paget, <laughs> you've got more style than either of us. Oh, please take this now. Um, it depends on how much time you have. Mm-hmm. If okay. you just realize you've got to take something, you throw it in a bag and you tie a piece of ribbon around it. I have a drawer full of, you know what I like wrapping my presents in though? Mm. Tabloids, old tabloids. <laughs> you are amazing. <laughs> Do you have, how old a tabloid are we talking? I can go check in the next musical break. Uh, please do, because <laughs> oh, I'm please. so curious, like, because like who's going to pop up? So fast. Oh, yeah. It's so things that people cared about yeah. even six months ago. I'm hoping I have something in there that's a few years old. Oh, I want to like glossy. I want to see. Yeah, I want to see a, a, an alarm clock wrapped in Lonnie Anderson uh, wrapping paper. <laughs> oh, I, don't what I, want exactly. to <laughs> I don't know what, what this you, is, bags? but here's Gary Hart. I, I, well, I <laughs> agree bags, with you. Bags, bags are. I personally if I'm wrapping things, I would rather use a bag because I'm not a very skilled present wrapper and I don't care ah. to learn. So I just, I like to, you know, you put it in the bag, you put the tissue paper on top, even that looks kind of mm. crinkly, but it's all about what's in it. It still makes the noise. If I'm opening a present, I like a wrapped gift. I like yeah. trying to oh. guess from the shape of it, what mm. it is. I like to have it in my hands. And then that joy of ripping. I don't do that. <laughs> I don't very carefully take it because it's not getting used again. It's oh, being I do destroyed. It and that's like tear into it like the Tasmanian devil. That's what I love to do. So I think I would go with wrapped because mm-hmm. even even if the gift isn't wrapped well, even if I wrap it and it's not the best wrapping job, there's still the same satisfaction of taking it apart. Well, what do you think wins? Is it the foolproof nature of a bagged gift in that it can always look uh, expertly presentable? Or like, does that outweigh 
the specialness of the unboxing of a either personally or professionally rap thing. What do you guys think? Because well, I feel on, like was that's the question. What, what do you like to receive or what do you like to do? The question There's was no just gift wrapped or gift oh. bagged. So Gotta that's weigh our, both. Yeah. We have to weigh, we have to weigh it as, as a receiver and as a giver. I think as a receiver for me, it's obviously, um, a wrapped thing. It feels more special and exciting and it takes longer. I like that mm. anticipation. Yeah. What do you, if wow. you took it all, all into account, Paget, what, what do you think? What would your, what would your answer be? If you had to, well, I, look, I, I one like is always going to be easier, right? I like, Giving a wrapped, but receiving a bag. You like receiving really? a bag. Why is yeah, that? Yeah, because then when you get all your other presents, you put them all in that bag. <laughs> so it seems like you are are aiming more like the lane that you are driving in is a pragmatic lane as far as gift yeah. wrap goes. But I like I like wrapping for my friends and loved ones. Oh, uh, this mm-hmm. is a tough one. I I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with wrapped. I'm going to commit to, to wrapping and say this year I will, when I order gifts for Jennifer, I will make sure somebody else has wrapped them by time they arrive. I will get okay. them pre-wrapped. Paget, what do you think? I guess I have to go with wrapped because that's what I like to do. Yeah. Mm. I'm, I'm, I'm a wrapped person as well. I, I appreciate hey. the, the, the ease of the bag, but I got to say wrapped as well. So, Wrapped, asked, and answered. That's right. Did you hear that? There's, there's a consensus. An angel just got its wings. Uh, <laughs> hi, Paget. Hi. Paget. I um, found July 25th, 2016. <laughs> this oh is my when gosh. Jenny Slate was going out with Chris Evans. Oh, I remember that. Oh, oh, no. Superhero homewrecker. Question mark. Four oh. years ago, though. Unbelievable. <laughs> I love that that's what you use as, uh, as wrapping paper. Yeah. That's, I, yeah. I, how could it not be wrapping? How could that not be the answer? Of course. You gotta use Hal, are something. we ready for a cooking segment? We're ready. Ooh. We gotta talk about food. And this is, this I think is right up everybody's alley. Shelly Godifern asks, Pitzel, Pandoro, or Panettone? Now, now for those of you who are, who are not aware of what these are, Panettone is a tra- uh, traditionally as fruit. And a panadoro is a yellow vanilla scented cake dusted with powdered sugar. And then pizzelles, of course, are made sort of on like a waffle cookie. iron. They're like a crisp like waffle cookie. Generally, yeah. they're uh, anise flavored. That's uh, now, I will say I'm going to throw this out there. Uh, I was – I was uh, when we originally got this from Shelly, the question was pizzelle or panettone? And uh, I spoke to a wonderful Italian woman named Arianna who taught me, no, 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 in Italy, the battle is not between pizzelles, uh, which are these, oh. uh, Italian. Did you make those? No, I didn't make these. I bought these, but you make them on a waffle iron. They're a bit, they, you know what they taste like? They taste like a waffle cone, but like yeah. a flat waffle cone. These I did yeah, not put do. powdered sugar on because I didn't want to get powdered sugar all over my desk. Uh, and the reason that panettone and pandoro are the, uh, are the ones duking it out because this is them. Uh, this is yeah. a panettone for anyone who has never seen one. And this is a pandoro. Mm. So they are very similar uh, holiday treats. Um, am I the only one that's had all three of these? Uh, yes. 
Okay. Have you had any of the other? Have you have you which of these have you, have you ever had a panettone, Padgett? I have only had panettone, and I do love giving it as a gift. Yeah, it mm. is. You wrap it in in the in the sun and then send it out. Yes. <laughs> in, in, yeah. I wrap it in In Touch magazine. <laughs> I have to say, as an American, the panettone is a wonderful Christmas gift. I love them. I get them every year. I'm. This is. This little guy is like my third or fourth panettone this year already. Oh, it's so tiny. They're little. I get the little <laughs> ones and I think, well, I'm just going to eat a little bit of it. And now I just keep getting them. They have some giant ones, though. You can get ones yeah. like. Oh, yeah. The big monsters. Big, big ones. Uh, and I've is seen this... panettone or Pandora ones that are that giant thing, but also covered in chocolate and pistachios. Sure. So yeah. it feels like the difference between I, – I, the best way I could say it is it's the difference between like challah bread with fruit in it and a giant cake donut would be the difference between those. Now, <laughs> the Pitzels, which are also on this list, I don't want to discount because um, <laughs> Pitzels for me growing up were what Christmas was all about. We had a Pitzel iron. And okay. the recipe that we had for the batter made way too many pizzelles. So whoever was in charge of them was always standing by, because they're really little, was standing by that iron for the better part of an afternoon, just scooping little bits of pizzelle into an iron. And that's such a vivid Christmas memory for me. Um, oh, wow. What I've do you guys only think? had pizzelles. Really? You've never them. had a panettone? No, I've seen it. And I, I'm interested to hear from Paget because famously, I think the first clean sleigh we did with you, you talked about how much you love fruitcake. We gave you a fruitcake. Is panettone, yes. is it in that family? Is it in that where you like it? Do you like it in that same way? Yes, but it's lighter. It's mm-hmm. a, it's a, it's lighter than a fruitcake, but it's an Italian version of a fruitcake and it's great dipped in coffee, like a, an Italian, like a biscotti, but it's not that, yeah. it's not that dense. Okay. I right. I like panettone. I I, I think I, it's exciting and international and Christmassy and <laughs> yeah. If those are the favorite. adjectives that we're looking for, sounds like a uh, comedia character. <laughs> <laughs> it does. Yeah, you remember when Arlecchino went up against panettone? <laughs> sure. Yeah, and really got him his comeuppance. Um, I got. I sorry to interrupt. I was uh, I was just agreeing with you, Paget. I am. I'm a. I love panettone. I know that there are a lot of team Pandoro versus team panettone and adding the third element in of the mm. pizzelles with, even while a big part of my family. Yeah. There's something magical about a panettone. And if we can't have Paget Brewster on the show and not give uh, a win to a fruitcake. Ah, yeah. Oh, wait, it is. A, it is a fruitcake. Oh, I see. Not me. Oh, no, 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 no. Saying. Okay. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> So then it's panettone. I have no problem. Uh, they all look good to me. I'm sure I would enjoy a panettone. Maybe, yeah. maybe we'll get one this year. Maybe we'll get, maybe we'll get the full. Menu get a pandoro. Get a panettone and a pandoro and try them both out. Okay. I'll do I'm it. Just saying. But I'll know that the panettone is the best one because that's been asked, asked and, answered. and answered. Yeah. There you go. What's, Thank you, what's Shelley. next? All right. Next? next up on the list, we have from Jenny Kerner. I love this mm. one. Heat miser or snow miser? For those who don't know, the classic Rankin and Bass uh, special, The Year Without a Santa Claus, this is the two uh, characters duking it out. I'm too much. Paget immediately started dancing. Because Heat Miser is the best song of all of those movies. Can I sing it? Is it public domain? Yes. 
please. Go ahead. I'm Mr. Heat Miser. I'm Mr. Sun. I'm Mr. Oops, something else. I'm Mr. 101. <laughs> this is a great. I forgot the. I forgot the third. Uh, what he was, but that's my I, Heat Miser by far. Uh, yeah, I think I feel like how yeah the. The Cold Miser song is too slow because he does like the I'm Mr. Cold Miser. His is slower, right? Ooh. And Heat Miser is a little faster, right? Well, they match. I know they match up at one thought, point, so they're doing it yeah. in the same tempo. But yeah, it his feels more like a like old soft shoe yeah. kind of thing. And Heat Miser's is like down and dirty and, you know, there's flames and fire and he's too yeah. much. Yeah. yeah. Like the screaming yeah. Jay Hawkins of the <laughs> weather. In that movie. <laughs> of the Rankin Bass world. There's this, yeah. there's gotta be a screaming Jay Hawkins. <laughs> there has to be, there's one in every single Rankin Bass. And you sure. have, see if you can spot the, <laughs> I think it is, I think it is the heat visor. It's more interesting. Yeah. Ooh, it's already, you know, it's winter time. Whatever. Yeah. Whatever, cold miser. <laughs> it's fine. Sorry. Sorry you're not the yeah. best one. Also, if it's, yeah, if it's the winter time and it's cold Mm -hmm. miser, you know what people don't want to be colder. You know what they want? A little caliente. (laughs) caliente. Wasn't that the missing lyric? I'm a little caliente. Caliente. I'm Mr. 101. (laughs) I said I'm Mr. Number One. I famously pageant. I don't know if you know that. I don't know if I've ever talked about this. I don't know the lyrics to any song. I cannot remember them. I very rarely get them right. Like, Wow. It's astounding. Our producer, Ken Plume, can tell you, we have uh, many times spoken on the phone where he will try to, he will feed me the first half of a line and I will know maybe a word and not the first one that comes after it. it it's, it's a lot of excuse <laughs> me while I kiss this guy, like Jimi Hendrix stuff. Yeah. That's sure. where, that's about where I come in. So <laughs> I don't know if he actually says I'm Mr. 101. So. I bet she does. As far we as I'm concerned, he does. That's so he perfect. might say I'm Mr. Number One. Could be. I think between the two and? of you, if Paget recorded it <laughs> and Hal recorded it, and we just laid them on top of each other, we would get half of the lyrics of that song. <laughs> yes. I think that's how it would work. Yeah, you lay them right. together, and yeah. then you get the alien's message from Contact, and you Ooh. figure out. <laughs> yeah, you guys are your very own Voyager record. <laughs> All right. We got Jordana Kane who asks plain eggnog or flavored and then gives some context. We are partial to vanilla eggnog. Gingerbread eggnog is fun, but a little too sweet. Any other flavors? I think uh, Jordana meant any other flavors available, but the, but the question is phrased as any other favors available? We're already Easy, doing the favor of answering this for you. Jeez. Yeah. We're settling your, we're settling your argument. I, yeah. That's I a favor enough <laughs> with Paget Brewster for God's yeah, sake. <laughs> uh, what, I don't like. I've never had eggnog and I don't like it. And I'm just going to come out and say that there's something about it. I don't trust it. It feels like it looks like, and it's just something shouldn't come out of that carton. And I, I don't, I, I don't patch it. I have had eggnog and your assessment is correct. It's disgusting. Thank you. Flavoring it won't help it. Oh, mm-hmm. no. Um, It's like phlegm. Oh no. This no, is the part where like. you two, it's you two versus me. I knew yeah. this day would come. I knew that Here one day Hal and Paget would turn on me. Mm-hmm. I'm a huge eggnog fan. I well, can't drink more than a little cup of it because it is like drinking heavy whipping cream. Is it what you drink when you come home from your newspaper route with that <laughs> outfit on? <laughs> yes, Governor. Apes on the corner? Yeah. yeah. For a penny of pape. 
Yeah, did Fagin introduce you to eggnog? <laughs> In this life, one thing counts. Um. <laughs> so what's oh what is does the flavoring? What's the base? The base flavor is sour cream that is turned. But then what, when you flavor it, <laughs> the thing that, the thing that makes it taste like eggnog, <laughs> that gives it that mm-hmm. sort of pungency, I think, in making yeah. it myself in the past is um, it's uh, the sweetened condensed milk. That's what gives it that sort of malty flavor that I enjoy that clearly neither of you enjoy. Paget, not even with like rum or brandy in it, just a little one. Like I a- don't. I t- I try I bought I bought a carton at Gelson's a few years ago, yeah. and uh, it just was gross. Maybe I need to try your eggnog, Mark. I, I don't it's know. It's pretty good. I um, believe you. I I I. I, I I feel bad for Jordana Kane, who was asking us for favors, and the favor we're giving her is none of the above is the answer. <laughs> well, doesn't the default go to you because you enjoy yeah. eggnog? Don't I you think that, win uh, yeah, the I, argument I, I, by naming what you like the most? For sure. Uh, is that how, was that how, I didn't take civics class. Is yes, that how it right. works? It's uh-huh. the person who's had the most eggnog decides the votes. Parliamentary uh, procedure. Parliament <laughs> procedural vote. I'll take it. Uh, so plain eggnog, I will say. I enjoy the flavor of plain eggnog. It tastes like Christmas. Flavored eggnog is, I think, putting a hat on a hat. You know what I mean? On a the eggnog hat. is already enough of a, a lovely hat. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. All right. So asked and answered by yours truly, it's plain eggnog. Is this, for those who don't know, Paget is the queen of all costumes. Everybody True. knows that. Um, you are. This is a lovely plaid pattern. What is this a robe? Is this a? This is a big, big tartan. Oh. I added a zipper to it. There's a little cleavage under it. Oh, hello. So, how many of your clothes do you usually alter? Like adding a zipper to? Uh, you're like, mm. oh, I like this pattern, but this used to be a blanket. You know what? Here's a zipper. Now it's a now it's a dress. <laughs> I did. T- I took this to a professional tailor, but I mm-hmm. before March 12th. Before my husband and I locked ourselves into this home, mm-hmm. uh, I would alter a lot of things because I buy a lot of things on eBay. So I'll buy right. them big and then have them tailored. Uh, sadly, when I've tried to make suits like 40 suits that used to fit me fit now that I'm older and wider, uh, I add like pregnancy panel stretch fabric and it's <laughs> awful. Yeah. I think it's pronounced it's uncomfortable wiser. or just the idea of doing it. Uh, no, I'm wider and wiser. <laughs> there you go. Uh, yeah. No, I just I, I messed up a couple of really nice suits by trying to do it at home. So you really have right. to pick your battles. Do you t- do you then take it to your <laughs> tailor who gives you a disdainful face like, why didn't you just come to me in the first place, Paget? I'm too embarrassed. No, <laughs> I'm too embarrassed. Oh, I give them to the goodwill. <laughs> and then someone else, uh, someone new can enjoy them, right? Yeah, yeah someone. Someone in their 20s who should be wearing a suit from the 40s in a size four. They can just sew it together. <laughs> so, sew two size two together. Then you got a size four, right? I don't know how sewing works. <laughs> sure. Um, all right. Our next, our next topic comes from Andrea Callahan. And this is a decorating topic for your mm-hmm. holiday decorations. What is the best place to hang your stockings? The fireplace mantle or on the wall? I on mean, hang it on the wall. I, the stockings were hung by the chimney with care is what but it could comes be on the wall mind. by the chimney. They could be, they could have been hung outside of the house. 
yeah. by the chimney. By on the, ch- the chimney on the exterior. But I don't know if, if you don't have a ch- – I feel like the wall is – you only put them on the wall if you don't have a chimney. So wait, is does that mean that Andrea is asking, is it okay because I don't have a fireplace that I just put them on the wall? That answer – I mean that is obviously a yes, right? I don't – where, where were yeah. your stockings? Yeah, it's okay to put it on the web. Yeah, yeah, you can do it. But – if you have the choice, like where where were your stockings when you were a child, Paget? Where where were they hung? In front of the the fireplace, like above the yeah. fireplace, you know, yeah. off with those the weighted mantle. hooks. Mm-hmm. Oh, I those don't remember. Hooks. My mom did it. I don't know. Okay. Yeah, but that I was don't have I a mantle. I don't. I we have a fireplace, but no mantle. But it's just the two of us. We don't hang stockings. Hmm. But if you did, if you were, if you. If you decided Fireplace. we're going to hang stockings, mm-hmm. you would hang. You just put them on the wall above, right? I yeah, but it would be technically in. It would technically be above the fireplace. But if sure. you don't have a fireplace, I don't want to shame people who don't have a fireplace. Yeah. They can hang their stockings wherever they want. There's a universality to hang best the, to saying that the wall is a. I think the best, if the, but the question is best place, I would say is the fireplace mantle, but the wall is a perfectly reasonable kids out there. Santa will find your stocking if it's on the wall. If he, if he looks at, if you have a fireplace, but you don't have a mantle, don't worry. Santa will still get you, Santa will still be able to find your stocking. So yeah, if, if you don't have a fireplace mantle, a wall is fine, but the question is best place to hang it. And I think, yeah, for that, we have to say it's the fireplace mantle. That's the traditional look. I have in the past done my TV fireplace and just like draped a stocking over that. Sure. That's cute. That's great. great. Yeah. Yeah. I love – look, there's 10 hours worth on YouTube. It's wonderful. (laughs) I've done it before. I've done it if we're just sitting in the living room and having dinner, which is all – the living room, it's all the same room. But, you know, (laughs) we'll put something on. It'll be like a relaxing by the fireplace. Put a little music on. That's nice. It sets it sets like, mood. I would put this is great. Let's watch TV. Oh wait, we can't watch TV. The TV's on the <laughs> fireplace. <laughs> and there's stockings <laughs> all over it. Yeah. Can you do picture in picture and have just like a little picture in picture of a fireplace while you're watching a movie? <laughs> yeah, that's you put it at yeah. the bottom. Yeah, you put it at the bottom on the side and then you're watching me you're like, this movie's great. <laughs> it's like we're taking a commercial break from the fireplace to show you an episode of Gossip Girl. That's all. So <laughs> I think the answer here is you should hang – if you have the ability to hang them over the fireplace mantle, then that's where they go. Yeah. They're hung by the chimney with care. That means basically they're hung on that little shelf that sticks out of the chimney. Yeah. Happy to clear that up for you. It's asked and answered. Asked you're, and you're answered. Welcome. We've done you a real favor here today. That's right. right. <laughs> Kama Lord asks, all right, for cards, for holiday greeting mm-hmm. cards. Do you do a single sheet photo card or is it better to do a bifold? And I, I have to say I, I get some holiday cards and they're this year I got one from a coworker and I really appreciate it was really nice because normally you see you see these people more often in person so you get to catch up with them. But now the the full story that's on the card of everything that went on this year kind of had more impact. So I liked personally opening it up, opening up the gatefold. I like that. Mm. Padgett, do you, you guys, uh, do you guys yeah. give out, send out Christmas cards? No. And I think we've finally fallen off everyone's list because we've never <laughs> sent them. And usually we receive several. Yeah. Uh, and none this year. Are you do okay you? with that? 
Um, I'm now very sad realizing that in this conversation that we haven't gotten any Christmas cards. Oh, no. I haven't gotten any yet this year either. It's early. It's early yet. It is Is early yet. It's still only December 10th. It's barely after Pearl Harbor Day. They don't usually start coming until... That's what they say. Send your cards after Pearl Harbor. Yeah, that's the normal. It's like you wear, you don't wear white pants after Labor Day and you always send your holiday cards after Pearl Harbor Day. That's right. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think I've never given them. I don't send one out. No. no. I was just like, Hey, this is, here's my apartment. Um, no, I, I don't, I don't send one out, but I do like to receive them. And there are two different ways. Like I want to err on the side of this one, like of focusing on the longevity of the card rather than the in the moment. Cause in the moment I do enjoy a bifold card that has lots of information on the inside, but longevity wise, a single photo postcard, I will replace on my fridge last year's Christmas cards that I got from friends oh. this year's Christmas cards that I got from friends. Cause it's just like, Hey, here's a picture of all my friends. So I like the single card. As a thing that I can just put up on my fridge, and then I have like a wall of photos of people that I care about. Did you guys ever do the blinds trick with Christmas what? cards? So I have these flat blinds behind me, like the the flat blinds. And on Christmas, we used to always, as an adult, a friend of mine started doing this, and I thought it was brilliant, so I started doing it. Just taking the cards and slipping them on, just hanging them from the blinds. So you have one window that's just all oh. Christmas cards. Uh, if you keep the blinds okay. twisted shut on it, so they're in that position, then you just drop Christmas cards over it. Anyway, it's a fun little great idea. Ridiculous decoration. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's fun. That's very crafty. So Look, there's a convenience to the single to the single sheet. They're 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 easier to get now. You can order them online. You get your picture. Mm-hmm. You send it up. You upload all the addresses. They get sent out. You're all good. Those are nice to receive. I like to see everybody. It feels good to be thought of. There is yeah. something special, though, I think, about that gatefold card. I like when there's something written inside, even if it's yeah. just a quick personalized sentence. I think that carries a little bit more – that gives it extra meaning. I'm not talking poorly about the single sheet photo card. Mm-hmm. I like the I like the bifold. Uh, I think the photo – the. The photo works for me just because the, the, the gate card, which I never knew it was called that, usually yeah. has a letter inside of it from my, uh, aunts and, uh, and friends and even friends I haven't seen in a long time. And it is a long detailed, uh, explanation of what they did during the year. And I didn't even send a photo. So <laughs> a photo I feel less guilty about not responding to. <laughs> I'm, I'm team Paget on this one 100 percent thank you i'm fine yeah. with that i'll take it it's <laughs> there's less homework guilt <laughs> involved <laughs> so you get that card and it shows up and you're like oh <laughs> let me exactly. get my quill and a oh, scroll here we go send it via raven <laughs> all right fine it's single sheet photo asked and yeah. answered they're easy to get then do it this year i'm not yeah. saying that we are but I'm not saying we're not. We have a picture we took do. years ago just for a holiday card that we never sent out. You're all welcome that you didn't receive it. <laughs> do you guys – let me th- let me ask another quick yeah, one. Go ahead. Um, uh, just in the same, t- in the same uh, vein, paper or digital? What do you mean? Oh, as like far as the dig- Christmas like card a- goes. Did you ever just send out like – I in years past when I did send out when I just, we just got lazy and we were like, you know what? It's going to be a JPEG. Send out the JPEG. I like oh, the JPEG. 
Like in emails? Yeah, you can just black his email Christmas card. You can just blast everybody with one usually amusingly photoshopped picture. Yeah, forward, 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 <laughs> forward. Merry Christmas, and then a picture, and then everybody's email address is on it by mistake. Yeah, I never BCC anybody because we're all yeah. friends here. For God's sake, and here's a funny toilet gif. <laughs> at the bottom i use it in my signature um, i think i would rather have i like the physical one the digital one i'll keep longer yeah but the physical one is i don't know it's nice to have something in your hands i like the physical one physical yeah all right um, i'm gonna ask leah hagan mm. asks are socks a bad christmas gift to give or get and i would say unequivocally not some of my favorite pairs of socks i love fun flashy socks and like toasty ones for winter, they're a wonderful Christmas gift to get. What do y'all think? That's my thought. I concur. I yeah. still yes. have a pair of socks my dad gave me with cats on it from 15 years ago. Really? Socks are great. Yeah. Yeah. I love them. Ow. Love them. Yeah. I appreciate them even more uh, as, I, as I've gotten older. I appreciate things that cover my feet. <laughs> <laughs> what? No, nothing. You look, you are, you are in just increasingly more spectacular every time I oh. see you. Apropos of nothing, but oh, more spectacular every time I see you. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, that was great. Isn't he amazing? So good. You know, All right. we got another one. This is a big one. Okay. Uh-oh. This is a real big one. We're not shying away. This may be a clean sleigh where we're doing smaller topics, but doesn't mean we're going to avoid big issues. And Brian Lance has brought us a very big issue, which is ham or turkey. For Christmas, because it's a Christmas ham. Yeah, there's a there's a fatted goose, but people have turkey a lot of times. What do you What do you usually do, Paget? Well, uh, actually, we do Thanksgiving several times a year. I love making Thanksgiving, so I would never serve turkey on Christmas. But Steve's not my husband's not crazy about ham. Mm-hmm. Um, so I but I feel like I tried a goose once, and it was a big mistake. Goose is tough. <laughs> it's yeah. gamey, isn't it? I've it's done duck. It's tough. But it's, I guess yeah. I guess I have to go with in general for the world Christmas ham because turkey is oh. so synonymous with Thanksgiving. So I'll answer on behalf of uh the world. I, that's our whole job. <laughs> I'm totally with you on that. I think Thanksgiving is for turkey and Christmas is for ham. Though in a lot of movies they bring out the turkey and that's some bird they bring out some bird. Can I go back to something though that you said a second ago, Paget? Mm-hmm. How many times a year do you cook Thanksgiving dinner? At least four. <laughs> I, this but is fascinating and wonderful. Like when Spread do you, when out. do you do it? You just kind of like in the middle of summer, you're like, you know what sounds good? Yeah. Like turkey and stuffing and cranberry sauce, and we're gonna have Thanksgiving. Yeah, you feel it out. You know when it's coming. But also, my husband and I love Thanksgiving so much. We got married on Thanksgiving six years ago or something we love thanksgiving so i just know that at a certain point it's like oh it's thanksgiving time you just know <laughs> it, regardless of what dinner. month it is you know it's yeah time to give thanks yeah it's not a specific day it's it's yeah. it's when you know it's time what? to give thanks again what makes you know yeah so magic the magic of being thankful the magic of being a Mayflower descendant. I don't know. Are you a Mayflower descendant? Yeah, yeah. Really? Oh, so William, in your blood. William Elder William Brewster came over on the Mayflower and was one of the five families that survived 
uh, the first winter. No kidding. So, yeah, so yeah. Thanksgiving is in your blood. Yes. And I hope it's not as, uh, terrible as some people say it was. I what? don't believe my family massacred any uh, Native Americans shortly after Thanksgiving. Well, there are a lot of people who say Thanksgiving mm-hmm. is actually wrong. Um, right. Historically. And honestly, mm-hmm. that could be true. I don't know. Yeah. I think what it's become for most Americans is genuinely a time for family and giving thanks and caring for and about each other. So that's what we choose to celebrate. And we do it several times a year because we're, we feel knock wood. Now something terrible is going to happen. We feel uh, thankful and lucky a lot. Now look what you did. We, yeah, oh, yeah, I know. Good job. Well, man. I was, I, I'm, I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that at the end. Cause I was going to ask like, is the reason for celebrating Thanksgiving multiple times a year, the gratitude or the hunger for turkey and stuffing. Oh, and it's sweet both. Potatoes. It's even. Yeah. yeah. It's even what, Stephen. You know, it's both. What's your top uh, Thanksgiving side? You know that what? You make the one that you of, of the ones you make personally. Well, uh, a homemade gravy, uh, mm-hmm. turkey breast. Um, I have mm-hmm. yet to make a green bean casserole. I will eat the next day. It is a failure that has haunted me. <laughs> I want to say twenty five years. I've failed. I've done everything, everything I can. I've tried it every way. It's never good. Guys, yeah, what, keep... what, where are you on? What, what, I'll, you... I'll give you a, I'll give you a trick that my mom uses for the green bean casserole. If it, if it helps, please. She uses, uh, instead of the can of, uh, condensed cream of mushroom soup, she yes. uses the can of condensed cream of cheddar soup, which oh, is. Yes. Basically ballpark nacho cheese. Yeah. Um, and it is absolutely delicious. Can yeah. I show you both what's in my freezer right now? <gasps> yes. I, that's the right part back. of the show. I mean, it's on the running order. That's what this segment says. It, with, oh, I thought uh, he was going to take us with him. What like, do you lit- make? No. What do you make? You're a fabulous cook, Gags. What do you make? Oh, thanks. So are you. I make, uh, my favorite thing that I personally make is I have, gotten my cranberry sauce recipe from scratch straight down and it is i think it's the best cranberry sauce out there no i would love you to send that to me i will a little bit of fresh mint right at the end as you serve it on top nice yeah we've already ruled that it's ham asked yes it is ham asked and answered this thing is getting made for christmas (laughs) it's getting look at that beauty look at this wow 10 pounder Look at that and shrink wrap too. All I have to oh, do is I thaw it out for like three, sort of like three days. Then I put a little avocado oil on the skin mm-hmm. when it goes in, comes out nice and crisp, perfect. That's the most I California I've ever heard. Now I for the the dressing, I roast a whole chicken. There's a chicken, mm-hmm. there's a whole like almost a whole chicken in the dressing. So I used for this Thanksgiving, I used the leftover from the roasting of the chicken to make a chicken gravy that we had with everything, Ooh. and it was great. I threw Can it I in. Pitch yes. you I, oh, sorry. What is dressing? What do you mean dressing? Dressing and so stuffing the are the same thing. It's like stuffing, but they the, are? you cook it outside of the bird. Oh. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's like stu- this thing yeah. is hurting my leg. I'm putting it back. There you go. Did you do you always do you stuff the bird or do you do the uh, the stuffing? No, outside? never. And I honestly, stovetop turkey or chicken stuffing is the best. Five minutes in boiling water. Leave it aside. You pour it in the boiling water and you put it aside, and then you spread it on a, a sheet pan and you can put in sausage so jalapenos soaked. and then you know mm. then you put it in the oven and you just you just want to take maybe 
15% of the moisture out, but don't burn it. But stovetop stuffing is the best. But you do it broiler don't or you do, you do oven or you do broiler? Broiler. Okay. All right. I'm down. Let's do that. Guys, let's get, let me know when yeah. your next Thanksgiving is. I'll do it here as well. <laughs> and we'll zoom time on it. Yeah. I would do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That sounds good. This is very oh. exciting. Um, oh goodness. all right. Uh, we have uh, another question that uh-huh. I would like to jump on now. This is from, uh, Hondro Gamboa. And this is best. Look, everyone this year has COVID as the excuse, obviously. But aside from COVID, what's the I thought best? You were going to stop at everybody this year has COVID. I was like, Mark, they don't. <laughs> yeah, well, everybody everybody has it. it. Everybody this year has COVID as an excuse. But no. barring this oh, yes. year, what's the best excuse for skipping out on uh, family holiday gatherings? Oh. I don't know what's going on in the Gamboa family where uh, Hondro is yeah, like, the Gamboa guys, family, I'm not doing ready. It. They're going to have such a Christmas like you never saw the Gamboa family. (laughs) I I have the answer to this. It's you didn't love me enough and that's it. And then they will not – not only not only do you not putting it on them. But for the rest of the year, they're going to try to make it up to you. Oh. You're welcome. Look, will it damage the family? Probably. But do you want to get stuff? Sometimes there's there's a give and a take. There's a give and a take there. You have to decide. That's a line you have to cross. No, what's a real good excuse? I would never I say mean, that. I mean, that feels, it feels never a little alienating. That. Yeah, probably bad. Don't do that. Sorry. Bad advice. That's on me. <laughs> I don't know. I, 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 I don't like to skip out on family holiday gatherings. I enjoy going to them and doing them. Paget, what are your thoughts? Oh, uh, we've gotten out of holidays successfully for years just by saying, uh, flights are too expensive and there are too many mm-hmm. people in the airport. So what we do is, and this is another reason maybe why we have Thanksgiving at other times of the year. Instead of traveling during Thanksgiving or Christmas, my family and my husband's family, we all we all concur. Let's meet at another time with cheaper airfares and fewer people in the airports pre-COVID. And we'll mm-hmm. still continue this after uh, COVID has subsided. Uh, it's easier to go at another time of the year and there's no... There's none of that holiday tension and pressure and you're just going because you love each other and you want to see each other and spend time together. I love that. Uh, I've I've done that too. Do you settle Mm -hmm. on a neutral location that is also the cheapest? Like if we all fly (laughs) to the Quad Cities airport at the the Iowa-Illinois border, we can hang out in both Moline, East Moline, uh, uh, Davenport, and Bettendorf. And have have four Thanksgivings in a row. Did you just know all four of the Quad Cities? Dude, I've been to the Quad Cities well for done. a wedding. I went ah. for a wedding of people I didn't know we know the mutually. And the they got cities? married in four cities? They well, the Quad cities. They got married <laughs> They got married I think in in Davenport and then Bettendorf is where the where the uh where the reception was. But it was lovely. It was a real like it's, you know, Midwest. Yeah. Sub, like suburban slash suburban slash rural like it has like a little bit of each. That's lovely there. All right. I wouldn't go. I wouldn't probably gather the family there. There's not as much to do unless you like riverboat gambling. <laughs> and it turns out Wait, what I about, don't. What about barges pulled by mules or horses? I like that. Where's that? <laughs> I went to Just one wedding. I, I don't remember. You went where to a was, wedding where aren't barges on water? Yeah, the barge is on the water and there are towpaths on either side of the oh. canal. And horses or mules pull the barge very slowly, and you can have a little four-piece band, 
That was one of the best weddings I ever went to, and I don't remember Did, where it was. Oh, that you, were, you time traveled. You time traveled to Mark Twain's wedding. I think is what happened. Yes. yes. <laughs> that Connecticut was kid. In, in, yeah, the Connecticut Yankee in, in King Arthur's court is based on real time travel <laughs> principles, and Padgett was able to read from the book, figure out how to do it, and then go to his mule-drawn barge oh. wedding. Oh my god! That also feels Uh-oh. like it something. Um, if if. Uh, I can't remember the band. I Mumford and Sons when they got married, that they were on a giant barge pulled by mules. That feels like <laughs> this feels like feels like a very mump, a very Mumford. That and might Sons be wedding. in one of these old tabloids I have. Yeah, <laughs> Mumford, and Mumford and Sons wedding. <laughs> wedding on a barge. barging in on love. Barge. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, all right. Uh, let's go. Let's check out. Oh, that one is asked and answered, and the I think that that's absolutely the most correct thing is. Uh, we've done it too. Flights are too expensive. Let's do it another time. And then yes. we do that too. We usually do still happening. Thanksgiving and Christmas is usually when my family does it. Yeah. And then it can still happen and everybody's a little more relaxed about things. Um, 100%. thanks, miss. Family thanks, miss. Aww. All right. Asked and answered. Thank you, Pat. Oh, this is such a gift. This is, you really are. Um, <laughs> you told me you wanted me to look like a Christmas tree. At the you end. do, and I know really. everything about oh. this is wonderful. And oh. it makes we're so, me so close. happy. We're so close. We're so close. We're so close. <laughs> we've only got one, we've two more songs. Yeah, speaking of Christmas trees. Speaking ahead, of Christmas trees, this is such a great segue. Don't ruin it, Mark. Timothy Bally asks, <laughs> under the Christmas tree, <laughs> should you have a train or shouldn't you have a train under the Christmas tree? And let me give a little background. Before I give my opinion, I'm gonna I'm gonna come in in hot. Okay. On Amazon Prime, I don't know what kind of deal they have in their video division, where they have snapped up everything that never made it to air and never sold anywhere has found a home on Amazon Prime, including a televised special from what I could only imagine is Quad Cities area public access television. <laughs> that it, that is a tour of people's Christmas trains. So these people have created entire rooms of their of their house. That are, are villages with Christmas trains in them. And when I see that, there's one thing that goes through my head. Since I was a child, there's nothing I've wanted more than a room that is a model train village. And they are, they're living my dream. And they also, I realize maybe it's not my dream because I don't care to know anything about the technical aspects or how to put it together. I just want it to appear and then be able to make the trains go. So if you can put a train under your tree, then you should put a train under your tree, right? Do you, do you have either, do either of you have trains under your trees? I currently have a little Children. train under my tree. <gasps> it's just, but it's a little. Is it running? No, it's not running. You know what it is? It doesn't, it's not an electric train. It's the train made out of the current McDonald's Happy Meal toys of um, oh, wow. Disney characters uh, <laughs> in the assorted uh, ride cars from Disneyland. And it's Did a train you get them made all? out of that. No, I only got Mickey or no, I didn't get Mickey. I got four of the big five. I didn't get Mickey yet. Okay. Um, but train wise, I grew up, my dad is a, a big aficionado of trains. We always really? grew up with, uh, LBG, the German train company, uh, that they're like, they're kind of like this, like an engine's about like that. And we actually had uh, a room in our basement that was the train room that had like the houses and my dad had set up like the platform where he had built, you know, like paper mache mountains and yes. Yeah. And, and it was, yeah. it was, I, it was one of these things. It, it was like having a, a room sized toy in my house as a kid that I was not, not allowed, allowed to, to touch? get yeah. near touch, oh. breathe on. 
It was my dad's toy, but I've always loved trains. Uh, there's a model train store not far from here for those in Los Angeles. Uh, that's really fun. Train craft or something like that. It's right across from, uh, right across from the new miniature target in West Burbank. <laughs> Uh, Paget, what's your uh, what's your train experience at Christmas time? I I have no experience with trains. My family never had trains under the tree or anything. But I did. There used to be a show called Monster House where people yes. would uh, reach out to the production team and say, show. "I yes. want this done on my house." And I reached out to them and I asked them if they could turn my attic here into the attic from Beetlejuice. <laughs> but with a train set going through and oh, I, uh, I sent them, I sent them the specs on the house and they said, you're not famous enough and it's too expensive. Oh, no. yeah. oh. so that was the end of my train dream. I'm sorry. That sounds weird. You know what, what would though? you have, would you have done the actual platform and same locations or would you have been like, this is my neighborhood and built a neighborhood from scratch? Oh, I just, listen, I just wanted them to put in flooring and fairy lights and whatever train configuration they felt yeah. like. I was like, it could go along the edges. It could be like Beetlejuice, like a little, you know, town, any town you want. I, I wanted to give them any opportunity to hire any crafts people that they wanted because right. I was trying to get floors and a magical attic. <laughs> it didn't work, didn't work out. You know what though? Aww. I think it came out ahead because think of all the people who were on Monster House, which I watched every single episode of, who <laughs> now have like a house that's also a Frankenstein that at some yeah. point they got tired of and wanted to sell. Like, oh, uh, you'll love this house. The toilet is shaped like the Wolfman and it's like you're <laughs> sitting in his lap. Don't you want to go to the bathroom? Why come back? Yeah. We'll take a cash offer under market. Um you know, I'm confused. I don't know Monster House. Was it always something from a horror movie that was added no. to your house? No. No, it was just like turn my backyard into a tiki, like a Hawaiian vacation palace or give my make my bedroom look like a cave. Um you know, like yeah. a caveman yeah. bedroom. I, now I have to watch this it was show. Just, Except I don't want to watch this show because they were mean to my friend. Yeah. No, no, I, 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 I understood it wasn't worth their, I, I get it. And then what would that be like having an actual show shoot in your house and like traveling up? They'd have to build stairs too. To be fair, there are no stairs to the attic. So I was asking a lot. <laughs> How do you get to the attic? Is it one of those like the thing you pull down and then it flips? You, yeah. Yeah. You the, pull the, the ladder the down. Door, yeah. yeah. And it's rickety and you go up there and you take out the raccoon poop and, you spray the corners where you can see sunlight coming through. There's a lot of spiders. Nobody wanted to go up there. Yeah, that's it fair. was a ridiculous <laughs> ask. I do it was like already kind of like Beetlejuice. It was frightening. Yeah. <laughs> I like those doors because it makes it feel like your house has a secret. Like if you just pull yeah. on, there's like a rope dangling there that if you pull on this rope, suddenly stairs appear and there's a whole other part of your house. Like that. Well, it's exciting. a ladder. It's like an aluminum ladder. And the yeah. surprise up there is that raccoons get in there and poop. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like, I like the, I like the anticipation more than the surprise, which is why yes. you should get your best <laughs> present on the eighth day of Hanukkah. That's um, right. let's ask another question. Uh, Sarah so Larson. Wait, train under the tree. Ask the oh, train under We're the tree. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Do it. I think it's, I yes. think it's great. Do it. Please. Train under the tree. Sorry. I forgot to do the asked and answered part. Sorry. Um, 
I got so excited about Paget's Beetlejuice balcony or um, right? attic. All right, Sarah Larson wants to know instrumental Christmas music or a cappella Christmas music. So I wonder, does that mean like? So like I guess Anaheim we're eliminating any. We're eliminating music that has. This is a fun question because any music, anything yeah. that has the music and lyrics, anything that has both music and vocals, not counting in this. We're going well, Mannheim Steamroller versus yeah. my high school madrigal choir. Well, like, yeah, and like pentatonics. Like, God, God rest ye merry gentlemen, which, which could have yeah. been the song performed in this very show because it is in the public sure. domain. You have the Mannheim Steamroller version, which is in Home Alone when he's getting the, the house ready. Mm-hmm. But then you have all the God rest ye merry gentlemen. Wherever yeah. ye may roam. I know those aren't the words. Don't even start. <laughs> Look, you're great at lyrics. <laughs> I'm really good. Famously, famously great at lyrics. I think I'd rather hear the words. I think I like the words. I think, yeah. Uh, give me some. Yeah, words. I mean, that makes, that makes sense. Cause like, uh, yeah, the, a lot of the Christmas music is about the words. Though those Mannheim steamroller tunes are like somebody who's set their whole exterior, their house to a Mannheim steamroller song. It's like it's monster house. Yeah. Yeah. Like. <laughs> Like, you know what I want at Christmas time? I want to drive through the cool neighborhood and I want some Norwegian metal playing Christmas tunes as the house <laughs> is just going like crazy all over the place. Yeah. I, um, want, I want my favorite Christmas songs to be punished like Sisyphus. <laughs> this hard driving music that they have to force this rock music up a hill only to know it's going to fall down over the course of the year and you're going to have to do it again. That's fair. <sighs> Paget, what do you think? Yeah. I'm afraid that instrumental only would you would end up on a Muzak playlist, and I don't want that. So I'm going to go with choral, a cappella, mm-hmm. uh, the voices, the human, oh, yeah. the human voice. Yeah. It is a cappella, like, like the pentatonics. Yeah, that's the, that's a cappella is I, no music. Yeah, pentatonics mm-hmm. is the big that's one, right. but also I got caught I, up I, in just words or no words. You know what is a cappella? You know what else is a cappella Christmas music? <laughs> What is what else carolers. is acapella Christmas? Oh yeah. yeah, that's true. Carolers are acapella Christmas music. Mm-hmm. And I even dress like a caroler tonight, a Dickensian caroler. Yes. Uh yeah. for this very reason. Nothing snarky, Hal? Uh, uh no. I don't you know what? I don't want to get you upset so you fall over and knock down the barrel full of fire that's probably <laughs> right behind you. <laughs> <laughs> so it's acapella asked and answered, right? It's acapella asked and answered. <laughs> Well, I got another one from Andrea Callahan. Andrea's back, everybody. That's right. Yeah. Do you clean up while presents are being opened with a designated trash bag, or do you let the mess happen and just clean it up when it's all over? Like, do you clean behind yourself as you go? Paget, you're oh, making a face. Paget, you got You an look answer. guilty of something. I clean as I go, but that doesn't sound very festive or passionate or sexy or interesting. So I wish I could lie and say, just let it lay there, baby. We'll deal with it later, but I clean as I go and I save the paper if it's good paper and I save all the ribbon. What do you Paget, do? I do everything do you that you put them you, in your hair, but I have no, what's that? Is that what you do? With Gags the does the everything I do. I do everything oh, I you do. I, except sure. I have no guilt about it. I am, if it's nice paper and I've managed to keep it intact, I will fold it up and set it aside. What if you accident, if there's a little present, what if you accidentally throw a little present away in this giant mess? No, you put a trash bag in the, you put a trash bag in the middle of the room. And as you're opening presents, you enjoy each present. You put the trash in the bag in the middle. 
Yeah. Well, what I what agree. tiny present are you afraid? Like a diamond ring or yeah, I know, what are like you a, thinking? <laughs> your pearl earrings. You're afraid you'll throw yeah, them in the trash. You, yeah. What are you afraid? That microchip Look. you got yourself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I saved up for that microchip for a long time. <laughs> in, in, that outfit, in retrospect, like I should have. What? In that outfit, it looks like you're afraid you'll throw away tuppence. <laughs> How? <laughs> uh, uh. what do you think do you look do? yeah what do you think are you a, you're a tear I, into it oh guy. oh no well i'm tear into it but then as i see the paper everywhere i start to get antsy and i'd rather have it cleaned up and put away because that's then that becomes the thing i think about which i inherited from my mother that's a very yeah. honest trait but i look, knew there- for you mark you clean behind yourself like a hundred percent you're not leaving a mess no there are way. plenty of things at Christmas time that are sexy. The, the paper on the floor doesn't have are to there? be. I know it's are not there a lot sexy. of sexy things. There's in, sexy at things Christmas at Christmas time? time. Sure, cuddling up by the fire. You got a a, a mug of uh of uh, egg uh, not egg <laughs> cider eggnog hot cocoa whatever industrial snot <laughs> industrial snot yeah. You're dancing, you're dancing with a dame you like at the holiday Christmas party. There, look, there's a lot of sexy things about the holidays, but a big pile of trash in the middle of the room is not one of them. True. <laughs> yeah. Asked and answered. Clean up. Asked and answered. Uh, yes. Paget, yeah. you are, you look like Columbia lighting the world. Oh, yeah. thank you. It's, <laughs> this is remarkable. All right. Let's, uh, <laughs> Let's go with another question. This one we have from Kathleen Cashman. Kathleen Ooh. wants to know, what's the best holiday candle scent? Cookies. Cookies yeah. is a great one. So what are the big ones? I think there's cookies. There's uh-huh. like cinnamon, like spicy tree. cinnamon spice. Uh, the pine two tree. behind me that are going are both pine tree, are both uh, Christmas uh-huh. tree scented, uh-huh. which I is my, which is my personal favorite. But to some, I realize can smell like pine salt. Um, <laughs> Peppermint. But peppermint's a great one i don't know what about isn't it i i like there's like like a one that smells like a fire like a wood smoke oh yeah 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 yeah. that has like a wooden wick someone gave it to me as a present i don't have it anymore Mm. i burned through it it was great though i didn't know the pine ones smelled like pine saw well they don't smell like pine saw but i can see how some would not be i look everything i have two pine scented candles i have pine scented air spray it's my jam I love it at Christmas time. I want everything to smell like a Christmas tree because I use a fake Christmas mm-hmm. tree. So I want it to smell like a real Christmas tree in here. Um, right. That said, I could see how it might be overpowering. Yeah, they're strong. There's no like faint pine smell. Yeah. It's there. It's there. It's the Mannheim steamroller of smells. <laughs> it's Norwegian <laughs> death metal candles. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. I did get the, the pine scented citrus magic you know that plastic thing with the vents on it i'm sure it's mm-hmm. toxic and you peel the plastic <laughs> off and it's great it smells fabulous i look pine is my jam i was just i felt like i was preemptively for if anyone was like no it smells like pine salt i was like i was conceding that part of it i'm 100 percent in favor of pine salt being the best uh candle scent but <laughs> just pine salt just throw pine salt, just pine salt on your couch you know what i mean but I do also love those like cinnamon Christmas spice ones. And I love the ones that smell like cookies. But then yeah. does it promise cookies that never show up? I mean, if you don't make the cookies, Ooh. maybe, it, or does it motivate you to make the cookies? Cause you realize this smells so good. I don't even, I don't need this candle 
or this mm. candle has inspired me to go back. I'm looking over where I would be baking cookies. That's why I'm there's nobody has any reference for where I'm looking. We know you went over there. We know that's where the kitchen is. We hope it's where the kitchen is, is because where you took out a frozen turkey from. Well, yeah, exactly. If that's the garage, the there's something yeah, sure. wrong. Mm, I keep turkey. I all like over the pine. Place. I like I pine. Also, I read an article in Psychology Today, which actually I would love to get that magazine again. I don't even know if it still exists. That said, people who smell like pine are considered to be smarter than people that smell like other things. And so I've had a lot of pine things yearly, like year round, because I want people to think I'm, I smell smart. <laughs> that, smart fellas. That, that nugget was a delightful surprise in the middle of this question. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I believe uh, it though. I like it. Yeah. I, it's backed then by, for that reason alone. By, yeah. Let's go It's with backed pine. by science. The science yeah. doesn't lie. It says Your home pine will smell is the best smarter. scent. Yeah. You smell smarter too, if you smell like pine. Yeah. yeah. Two smart homes. They both felt smart. Asked and answered. Yeah. <laughs> All, All right. We got, we got time back. for maybe two more, right? This is, we got uh, time this, for maybe two more. We could yeah. do it. We can do it. And then we'll say, we'll start to say our goodbyes. We don't want to do that. We wish we could be here all night with you, but mm-hmm. we got to sleep. This is, I mean, at a certain point, it's got to be Not yet. First, we got to answer this one from Q, who is returning to ask hot toddy or hot buttered rum. Are they not the same thing? I did not know. I've never had either. They are not the same thing. No. Uh, They're both boozy, hot drinks. Uh, But I think the best boozy hot drink we already determined before. Uh, Oh, the cider? Malt cider. Well, but neither of these can exist without the booze, though. I like a hot toddy, and I like a hot toddy when I'm sick at any point during the year. And a hot toddy is lemon juice, like squeezed lemon, hot water, brandy or cognac, I believe. And hot buttered rum is butter, hot water, rum, and sugar. Uh, sorry, there's sugar in the hot toddy as well. Um, okay. I, so they're both do you hot think- sugar, like hot sugar hot, alcohol. Hot drinks. water, a little bit of sugar, and butter and rum or lemon and brandy or whiskey. I think a hot toddy can also be whiskey. I make it with brandy or cognac. I feel like the hot toddy has medicinal value that drinking a glass of literal hot butter and sugar does not have <laughs> but for christmas i don't know if that's a pro or a con that it has well, Mark, medicinal value let me ask you something when you're in 19th century london and you press your nose up against the window of the rich mm-hmm. family what are they drinking yes With those uh, it depends gloves, if someone is sick streaking. in the family if someone if someone <laughs> has a bit of a rasp to their voice mm-hmm. then they'll have a hot toddy if they're like, hey, do you want to get drunk and also lube up our insides and also we are Paula Dean's family, let's just drink <laughs> butter and sugar. <laughs> I don't know if the Deans are from Victorian England. Why does that um, sound so good? <laughs> I don't know. I, Padgett, <laughs> are, are you, I think I, I'm team hot toddy. What do you think? I'm hot toddy. I, yeah. I think Hal's going to be the let's. Uh, I mean, I, I I'm curious what Hal. I don't think Hal drinks either of these. No, I'm sitting here thinking like I don't drink. I, yeah, I don't drink at all. So I've never had either of these. But now I'm thinking, what could I add to butter and sugar to make it drinkable? Because I eat butter, <laughs> flour, and, sugar. and eggs. Yeah, flour, <laughs> and, <laughs> and then you drink the slurry. What am I, an animal? Please. Yeah. yeah. Do you want to drink medicine or half of a cookie? 
Wow, I'd rather drink half of a cookie at any given time. Any given Sunday, I'll be drinking half of a cookie. Oh, my God. Doesn't matter. It's still two to one. This is oh. the last time in this show that we will get to oh. come at you like this. All right. I accept it. I accept right. it. The hot toddy it is. The so, hot toddy's the winner. That's it. Don't put butter in your drinks. That's just a general rule that you can't do it now. Not for any of them. Even even the ones I'm trying to think up in my head. But Are you just put butter in closed. everything? Just to diet. You know what? I've got this. I've got this beer here. I'm gonna put some uh, put some butter in that. It's gonna be Dean butter Teeny. beer. Oh, look at that! Now I'm suddenly in the Potterverse. I'm a genius. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna run through a railway station column while I drink it. <laughs> this has been such a delight. It absolutely has. Oh, thank you for having me, you guys. This is really fun. This is just thank you for doing beautiful, this. and I miss seeing you in person and. And Furman and Autumn and everybody I don't get to see in person. And this is just really so nice. Well, we'll yeah, get well, to see all of each other very soon, I'm sure. Uh, yes. Things looking up. There are silver linings behind all those clouds of 2020. Mm-hmm. But thank you for being a silver lining tonight in yes. 2020. And an absolute bright shining light in both of our lives. And yeah. we really appreciate you coming and doing the show with us. This was a lot of fun. And also, we, I want to thank Ben and Julie at House Seats Live, who are absolutely mm-hmm. this go. Ken Plume, who makes the show go in general and did a ton of work for this and is yeah. uh, the reason he, he and Mark both made it look beautiful, did a bunch of graphic design work. I had nothing to do with that. And thank you to all of you who have come here and who have either bought a ticket to watch it live or bought one after the fact because the proceeds from the show benefit Lyft, which is a national nonprofit organization that works to break the cycle of poverty for families. If you want to learn more about it and get involved at your community level or you want to give more, see what they're up to, go to liftcommunities.org. Yes. And they're also on Twitter at Lyft Communities. Uh, if uh, social media is more your game, check them out on Twitter, follow them there. And uh, yeah, the money from tonight is going to go to help them out. So yeah. thank you all for everything you've done. And of course, we have to say thank you to Jonathan Dinerstein, the regular composer for our show, of course, yes. uh, since I'm, I'm making sure we thank all the people that we always thank. Extra special oh, yeah. thanks to Dinerstein tonight. Sure. Though. Graphic uh, designer, Uri Kelman, QA engineer, Jen Alba. Researcher Kate McManus. But before we get to our final topic, before that, Paget, I think it's only fair to give you the Linus spotlight from the Charlie Brown Christmas. If you have any messages for the holidays or anything you want to say or any decisions that you want to make right now, we're going to give you an open floor. Are there any decisions? Are there any warnings for the holidays? Like clean up after yourself. Don't make a turkey. We've already done those. <laughs> I, I I don't want to be. I, I mean, I I don't know. I I didn't. I did not know you were going to do this, and it's. Mortifying. I didn't know either um, until now. And oh, I don't have it. a. I don't. <laughs> no, 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 no. Wait. No, I just want to. I I I know. I know that this time next year, things are going to be better for all of us, even if things get worse before then. And I'm looking forward to next year. And I love you guys, and I love the people who join these podcasts and write in questions and I miss everyone and I think we all miss everyone but I'm so hopeful for the future and uh, I'm just really happy to be here with you guys and I hope everyone's safe and loving and caring and reaching out to the people they care about and and being safe that's what I hope amen beautiful we love thank you, you too. Padgett thanks for being here and we love you and we appreciate you coming on the show we do have one last topic to cover, and it is from Lori yes. Preve. Uh, oh, Paget, she's gone. 
she gone. disappeared. That's that's uh, the pageant spirit. The Christmas. That's the pageant give spirit. Give a Christmas message and then disappear. Give a Christmas either. message and the, right. Christmas message and then disappear. Uh, we that's thank right. you. Oh, oh, oh pageant, you're back. Hi. Wait, they they took me off. Should I go off? I'm gonna go off. <laughs> You can oh, because I was, you mean like, I you mean like go off or you mean like, no, go I'm off. going away. You guys uh, close the show. I love you. Bye. We love you. Love you. Um, all right. There's one last thing to cover. And this is from Lori Prieve or Prieve. I don't know how you pronounce your name. I apologize. Uh, but Lori asks, what is the best version of the 12 days of Christmas? Um, take a shot I know. What's that? Can I take a I shot? Let's go ahead. I've go got ahead. some favorites. I love the Rockettes version. I love the yep. John Denver Muppets. and the Muppets did an amazing yeah. version. I don't know. Do Manheim you have Steamroller. any? Steamroller. Steamroller's version, but of I, course. But I think, yeah, this is an easy one. The, oh, it is. And I'm going to say ask and answered right now. Great. The best version of the 12 Days of Christmas is this one. day of Christmas, my true love gave to me a partridge in a pear tree. On the second day of Christmas, my true love gave to me two turtle doves and a partridge in a pear tree. On the third day of Christmas, my true love gave to me three French hens, two turtle doves and a partridge in a pear tree. On the fourth day of Christmas, my true love gave to me Four calling birds Three French hens Two turtle doves And a partridge in a pear tree On the fifth day of Christmas, my true love gave to me Five golden rings Four calling birds Three French hens Two turtle doves And a partridge in a pear tree on the sixth day of Christmas, my true love gave to me Six geese a-laying Five golden rings Four calling birds Three French hens Two turtle doves And a partridge in a pear tree On the seventh day of Christmas, my true love gave to me Seven swans a-swimming Six geese a-laying Five golden rings Four calling birds Three Hens, two turtle doves, and a partridge in a pear tree. On the eighth day of Christmas, my true love gave to me eight maids a milking, seven swans a swimming, six geese a laying, five golden rings, four calling birds, three French hens, two turtle doves, and a partridge in a pear tree. On the ninth day of Christmas, my true love gave to me Nine babies dancing Eight maids a-milking Seven swans a-swimming Six geese a-laying Five golden rings Four calling birds Three French hens Two turtle doves And a partridge in a pear tree On the tenth day of Christmas, my true love gave to me Ten lords a-leaping Nine ladies dancing Eight maids a-milking Seven swans a-swimming Six geese a-laying Five golden rings Four calling birds Three French hens Two turtle doves And a partridge in a pear tree On the eleventh day of Christmas, my true love gave to me Eleven pipers piping Ten lords a-leaping Nine ladies dancing Eight maids a-milking Seven swans a-swimming Six geese a-laying Five golden rings 
French hens, tin turtle doves, and a partridge in a pear tree. On the twelfth day of Christmas, my true love gave to me twelve drummers drumming, eleven pipers piping, ten lords a leaping, nine ladies dancing, eight maids a milking, seven swans a swimming, six geese a laying, five golden rings, four calling birds, three French hens, two turtle doves, and a partridge in a pear tree. Happy holidays, everyone. I mean it. So let's do it again. <laughs> Merry Christmas, everybody. I'm sorry, my family. I have to do it again. My mic was hot. One more time. Take two. Here's wishing you a very happy holidays from all of us. Here that we got this. Leave out some cookies. Snickerdoodles. No one leaves snickerdoodles. Get some sleep, but after you leave the cookies out. Goodbye. We got this. Tights and Fights is the perfect wrestling podcast from Maximum Fun. And this week, we're speaking to Austin Creed, better known as WWE's Xavier Woods, to find out more about his favorite TV show growing up. And I would watch Golden Girls, all of the things that I'm obsessed with in my life, all of them have that aspect of teamwork. So Golden Girls is four women right in the house. No, no, their fifth person is their chemistry. That to me is the most important thing because that's what we're all trying to find. WWE and G4's Austin Creed on Tights and Fights. Find it on Maximum Fun or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Janet Varney, host of the JV Club podcast. Ah, high school. Was it a time of adventure, romance, and discovery? Class of 95, we did it! Or a time of angst, disappointment, and confusion. We're all tied together by four years of trauma at this place, but enjoy adulthood, I guess. The truth is, it was both. So join me on the JV Club podcast where I invite some great friends like Kristen Bell, Angela Kinsey, Oscar Nunez, Neil Patrick Harris, and Keegan-Michael Key to talk about high school, the good, the bad, and everything in between. My teenage mood swings are getting harder to manage. The JV Club. Find it on Maximum Fun. MaximumFun.org Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.